0: So if that sounds like fun to you, check it out on this very Voices of Wrestling podcasting network and Liam will do bits and whatnot. Uh, Anyway, so uh, speaking of dopes, there are some dopey people out there who will look at this $500 million figure and compare it to the uh, $265 million figure that Raw was getting on their, uh, which Raw is getting on their current contract, but that's an oversimplification. What people have to understand is this new Netflix deal also rolls in the vast majority of the international rights deals for Raw as well, with the exception, we think, of the Middle East and North Africa, the the which is uh, the, the MENA contract, which uh, is, according to a JP Morgan estimate, and this is coming from WrestleNomics, is worth about $12 million a year. And there was also confirmation from Nick Khan this morning on Bloomberg that India is not involved in the deal either. And the current India deal, again, according to J.P. Morgan estimates, is about $43 million a year. But with the exception of those two regions, Netflix is now going to have not only the global rights to Raw, but outside of the United States. They're also going to have the PLEs and the Mm -hmm. SmackDown reruns and NXT reruns and all of that. Essentially, the WWE network is finally going away full stop.
1: Right internationally
0: people right that's all going to be rolled into the netflix deal as well so now when you consider that that 500 million doesn't look like the massive increase that it appeared to be based if you judged it strictly against the 265 million and i thought wrestlenomics did a great job today he put together a nice handy chart for uh for dopes like me so it's nice and easy to understand when you look at the the uh when you combine the 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 raw uh raw the uh the current raw deal of 265 million with the estimated rights fees for the rest of the world excluding india and mina well you're talking about about 300 a little under 380 million dollars so then the 500 million dollars is a raise but it's it's a significantly smaller raise than it looks like with the initial reports because they're not jumping from 265 to 500 they're jumping from about 380 to 500 and oh by the way that includes what used to make up the network uh, you know internationally as well so brandon's estimate is that's about a 30 Mm percent raise mm -hmm. all told Uh, i heard Meltzer on his audio he was a little more aggressive Uh, his estimate for the for the international for the international plus uh, domestic raw rights was was a little less than Brandon's he estimated at about 335 million so he's calling it about a 50 percent raise and uh, our guy I went and got a third opinion too from Arturo Galetti, who some people might know as American Numbers who does some uh, stuff for for the site and 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 also is a numbers and stats geek he put his estimate at somewhere around 40 percent but as you can see everybody's in the same ballpark, somewhere between 30 and 40 percent. It should be noted that when uh, Ari Emanuel, uh, the last time he spoke about what kind of a raise he thought they were going to get for this, uh, his estimate was somewhere around 1.4 times, which would come out to about a 40 percent raise. So that's right in line where all of these industry estimates that I gathered today are coming in, anywhere between 30 and 50 percent. So you want to split it down the middle and call it 40 percent because, you know, a lot of these estimates are just that they're estimates. But uh, the fact that everybody came in right around the same ballpark tells us uh, that that they're likely pretty accurate. So um, all told, you can't call it a bad deal when you have a deal that could potentially make you five billion dollars in rights fees. That's obviously not a bad deal. Do I think this is a fantastic deal? Do I think this is a a a tr- just an outstanding out of left field? I can't believe they got that. No, I don't. I think it's, I think it's a a fair deal, leaning towards being a decent deal. I, I mean, I don't think this is a spectacular deal.
1: I, 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 you know, I don't, and and the reason I really don't is the thing that we talked about a little bit earlier. The all the power is in Netflix's hand of this entire deal. Now, obviously, they're paying them five billion dollars, so it's like, yeah, that that's that's a nice chuck and change, getting five billion dollars for you know, potentially potentially five hundred billion dollars, five hundred million dollars a year. If we want to just call it that, just let's let's go easy with that. Yeah. We'll do the five hundred million a year because that five billion is potential. years. They, they, can they get don't. The hell out yeah, of they might not pay them five billion dollars. So what? Let's go. Actually, it works better to talk about that 500 million as well, because so now that 500 million is locked in. As far as we know, there was nothing said in any of the press releases, in any of the reports in any of the trades in any of that sort of stuff that said that after that five years or after that 10 years or after that 20 years or whatever, that WWE can renegotiate with Netflix and that they can get to the table and, and maybe work out new numbers or anything like that. That seems pretty locked in stone. That five hundred million. Now again, five hundred million to five hundred million. That's a good chunk of change to get in twenty twenty four. Is that going to be a good chunk of change to get in twenty thirty four? Is that going to be a good chunk of change to get in twenty forty four? Like that is where I have a little bit of of qualms about this deal. Is that this seems very recession proof for Netflix, but maybe not. You know, or, or, or inflation proof, I should say for, for Netflix.
0: Inflation
1: proof, inflation but, proof. But for WWE, it's like. I don't know, is, are you going to look at the landscape in 2034 and look at what's going on in the world and inflation, all that sort of stuff and think, fuck, 500 million is nothing. You know, I don't know where the world's going to go in 10 years or 20 years, but, and this is pretty, you know, astute from Brian Alvarez talking on the, on the Wrestling Observer breaking news that he did with uh, Meltzer today saying, look, if you look at WWE's deals from 10 years ago, that, that, dollar figure was like 180 million or something like that i forget what the exact number was that'd be a ludicrous deal if at that time they signed a 10 or 15 million dollar deal for 150 million dollars per or 200 million dollars per whatever it was Wasn't like it
0: 89 million or something i think it was less than well that was
1: the saying, 2009 completely. one i guess it okay, was like okay, 80 okay. I, about the next one I, I, okay. yeah i think okay. the next one like we said is somewhere in that 200 to 250 range or whatever so, yeah, so, yeah. wherever you want to call it Let, let's say let's say 250 anyway
0: well, the current one was the current one is 265
1: yeah so you know even let's go with that one let's go with the 265 let's say that they signed a 15 year deal for that 265 well that's going to look a lot worse in 2025 that's going to look a lot worse this year if they if if the nba goes it's, say raw and WWE is locked into that figure that we talked about the 265 or whatever and the nba turns around and in a couple of days which i'm sure is going to happen very very soon maybe not a couple of days but very soon and the nba signs a deal similar to this one that we're talking about with the raw netflix one you're going to look at that WWE deal and be like my god these idiots only getting 250 million dollars 260 million dollars for their thing the NBA just turned around and got 500 million 600 million 700 million or whatever that so I'm a little like ooh, man that that is really just cashing in all of your chips right now and just saying like look this is as good as it's going to get for live sports this is as good as it's, and they might be right they might be right about this but it feels very risky to say you know what we're good at this figure and we'll be good at this figure for the next 20 years potentially because there's nothing about Dartby having opt-outs. There's everything about Netflix having opt-outs and extensions and all that sort of stuff. So the ball seems entirely in Netflix's court and I have no idea if they can go back at the table and say, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, I know you guys re-upped for 10 more years, but look at where the market is right now. We got to go up a little bit more. I didn't see anything in, in any of the reports that said that could happen. So in that case... I don't know if it's a very good deal in in that sense. And I don't know if we'll know if it's a very good deal until we know what the world looks like in 10 years or whatever.
0: Yeah, it's. um, I did see a quote from Netflix, and I'm paraphrasing that, uh, that, that, that part of the negotiations was Netflix told the WWE that we don't like to be renters. We like to own. So if we can't own then we want a super long commitment and know that you're not just going to leave us in three years or five years. Right. So that speaks to your point that it seems like Netflix uh, got a lot of their concessions here because they wanted the super long-term deal. You know, inflation can make the deal look bad. Look, if this goes the full 20 year term, Mm -hmm. I mean, this could look really bad in 20. You see how fast the landscape changes just in three years or five years. You know, you're talking 2045, you know, 500 million a year. We don't know. That might be nothing for these rights uh by that point in time, if it goes the full term. So it's Netflix that wanted the long term. You can understand why they not only got the long term. They're the ones that got the out. In five years, they can wiggle out of this thing if they want. You know, if the, if, if the bubble does burst. See, Netflix protected themselves absolutely from inflation and the bubble bursting. got it on both ends the more you peel back the layers on this deal the more you're like i don't know how great of a deal this is music it's not just part of our daily lives it's part of our wrestling fandom as well and it has been for decades that's where this show comes in music of the mat the podcast devoted exclusively to the music of pro wrestling hosted by andrew rich hey that's me Each episode delivers a different topic with a variety of great guests, fun conversations, musical analysis, and of course, a heartfelt pun or two. New episodes drop every other Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your podcast app of choice. Check out Music of the Mat only on the Voices of Wrestling podcast network.